0: Back to the Mass Q Get a Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm pleased to be joined today in studio, live with a guest for the first time ever. It's Mr. Mike Tinker of the Pembroke Public Schools, our digital learning specialist. Mike, welcome aboard.
1: Yay, thank you. Your first time ever with a guest in studio? Yeah,
0: first time like looking someone in the eyes in person in a podcast episode.
1: I am honored in like 27 different ways, and I would like to list them all right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So just uh, in case you haven't picked up on the first 28 seconds of this episode, it's going to get silly here. (laughs) Uh, So Mike joins us um, in the Pembroke Public Schools as our digital learning specialist, pre-K to 12. Um, has done an unbelievable job integrating Aww, technology nice. in, in all of our classes uh, across the district. Um, but we're going to talk today about, we've got a couple of things we want to talk about, but we're going to start with the assistive tech special interest group that Mike and, and some others have created through MassQ. So, um, Mike, w- where did the idea come from? Oh,
1: well, in full disclosure, it it came out of sort of a, a need for myself. You know, is an inclusive classroom teacher for A long time, we're presented, you know, everything is about inclusion, right? And it really comes down to how might we best reach the kids that that need to be reached the the most? And how is that done? And what's the difference between an assessment and an evaluation? And like, I know there's a flow chart when you're determining IEP eligibility, is there anything like that for assistive tech? And all of the, and especially now, I, I still strongly feel like we are in moments of exponential growth in technology, whereas there's sort of a linear approach through pedagogy, right? Like it continues in a straight line, but the technology continues to rise upward you know, through the stratosphere. And there's sort of a, a disconnect between what's being done and what could we do and how do we reach those kids? And it sort of came from that. So in full disclosure, I need help. You know, and when I'm working with these kids, I know there are people out there that know more about it than I do. And if we can get all of those people that are just at the top of their game into one spot, right, it'll be a bi-monthly Google meet um, starting on January 11th. So uh, sign up. If if we can get everyone there and just put our heads together and and work out these little details, then maybe we can do some real good for people that really need it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the Mm. tools, like you said, the the growth of the tools is, is exponential and we've talked a lot about the SAMR model you and I and on this podcast and, and the ways in which we can integrate technology for students it it's changed so fast so so it's so big and so fast that it, at first it was like hey look at this thing we're able to use the microphone on the laptop to record our voices to turn it into text for kids that that are have a difficulty with typing and and after covid
1: i think everyone realized the necessity for, you know, technology, Mm -hmm. you know, what what started as sort of like a specialized field for speech pathologists and people like that. Suddenly everyone has their hands on it and every company has a gimmick and everyone has a new extension or an app or something like that. And Mm -hmm. how do we find what's best, you know? So, um, that, that's where the whole thing sort of comes from. And I, I think it's critical and I really hope that it'll do some good for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we, and you know, the things that we have to look at on our side as, as tech educators is, you know, is the product safe for the public to use in public schools? Um, you know, it's, it's so different than saying, you know, oh, we can just go to Best Buy and purchase this piece of software or, you know, go on, do a Google search on something and see net and see a download that we like and just use it. Uh, we have to vet that stuff. We have to make sure that there's privacy agreements. We have to make sure that, that we're careful with the data that it's that it's sharing. Um, what sort of tools have you found the most useful in, in your travels?
1: That's a great question.
0: And, and if I could backtrack just for a sec
1: about everything you just said, you know, taking that a step further too, looking at the individual, right? Because everyone learns differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is this tool that the district purchased going to be best for that particular individual? There's I, I, I took some coursework on, on the work of Joy Zabala, who was a, I think she was a speech pathologist, but just a brilliant thinker. And, and as I understand who she was, just a genuinely wholesome, good human being that had the best interest of mankind, you know, in the forefront of her mind in her work. But she developed, I think it was in 1995, the SET model uh, or, or framework for determining eligibility for, not so much determining eligibility, but just kind of figuring out like what, what's the best fit for a tool for an individual learner. And SET is an acronym, which stands for um, student, so looking at the individual, E is environment, so under uh, which circumstances or what environment are they going to be using the tool, the task, right? so the specific thing that they need to get done, and the tool or tools that might be best for that. Because we can't just go you know, like, like you were just saying, and I think this is kind of where we were heading, is y- you can't just hand a kid an iPad and, thanks, you're cured, you know? Yay, yeah. hey, no more <laughs> dyslexia. It, it doesn't work that way. And, you know, if we're thinking about environment, like our iPad's going to be the best when the entire district is on a, you know, a, a, a Windows platform, Right. you know? So there's a lot of considerations that, that we sort of look to it. So in terms of tools, I was inspired by her work and, and through websites that she she's you know, created too. the, um, a great one is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Q I A T it stands for the quality indicators of, of, assistive technology website, QIAT.org. And there's a whole framework of just what are the best tools for the individual? So there's a bunch, right? So some of those extensions that we have in Google Chrome have been mm-hmm. game changers for kids, right? Speech to text, text to speech, you know, the, the, uh, read, write app or extension, excuse me, that has that, um, the, the keyword-generating highlighter tool where mm-hmm. the kids can develop, you know, they can highlight those important words, and then it, it populates a Google Doc on its own with, with those vocabulary words that, you know, you, your, your educator and the student can collaborate and determine are most important. So there's a ton.
0: Yeah, that, and, and the fun, fun thing with that, right, specifically with Read&Write, mm-hmm. is that it, it was the tool that was selected by Desi for, uh, for use for the MCAS, for the next-gen MCAS. So all those tools are now built into students' ability to take the next-gen MCAS on whatever device it is that they're using. Um, and we got lucky. We chose Read&Write right away Beginning, early yeah. on, so our students are m- a little more familiar with it. And now it's been written into IEPs, and it's been written into 504s, and DCAPs, and things that students, you know, accommodations that are given to our students, the 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 tool itself is great, and they keep adding to it. it's It's amazing how well thought out it is, and it's it's also simple uh, simple to use
1: and who benefits and And the answer to that is like everybody, mm-hmm. right? All of these great things that started off as assistive tech have, you know, grown bigger, and now it's just in our regular vernacular of any technology that we use at all, like Siri right. and and you know, dictation for your texts while you're driving and all of that. As I understand, all started off as assistive tech, and, and now we all reap that benefit too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and we we talked with um, on a previous episode with Chris Bougay, uh, mm. who's in Virginia. I listened to that episode; it was awesome. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> was Chris is great. He's on um, Twitter as at Tips Cast. He has his own podcast as well. Um, But he likes to talk about some of the the tips um, that he does. And, you know, a lot of it um, he thought originally his job was to help modify instruction um, and that the teacher would come up with a lesson plan. They'd give something to Chris. Chris would modify the lesson plan for um, differently abled learners. And he's changed his thinking to say that his job now is to help design instruction so it doesn't need to be modified. And I just was I was like blown away by that Mm. that whole shift in thinking. That's a paradigm shift. And that's what it
1: really comes down to when when we're looking at any of this is paradigm shift. I mean, our paradigms shift constantly with any Mm. new technology. Everything's changing. We you know we didn't have podcasting ten years ago, right? Right, and suddenly here we are. So yeah, I I, and I think that characterizes it beautifully, you know, as a paradigm shift.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're sitting in a podcast studio at the high school yeah. that we both work at, and this room used to be a storage room. It, some of it you can look around, some of it still is a storage room, uh, <laughs> but this was a storage room in our library, and we we, we were able to, you know, we had a, we have a very forward thinking principal who wanted to you know have some uh, media creation in here, the media created lab. But um, you're right. This wasn't something that we were doing yeah. years ago. So and, and it wasn't something that was accessible. Now, how accessible is this? And it speaks to that exponential growth. Mm-hmm. You know, it just keeps going and
1: going and, and staying ahead of it, I think, is an impossibility. But we can certainly ride with it. And hopefully this special interest group will, will do exactly that.
0: Yeah. 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 So what is your goal for the group
1: um, I, m- well, I, I sort of have personal and professional goals. My personal goals is I, I just want to learn more about how I can better reach the kids and the adults that we work with. Mm-hmm. And I know it's out there. Um, and also, you know, maybe there is a standardization that can happen maybe for the state or something like that when all of us get together and, or, or, or maybe it exists already. Um, and I'm just not, you know, I'm ignorant to it. Um, but professionally, you know, getting together and maybe all of us sort of setting a standard as to how we might differentiate between an assessment and an evaluation. What are the tools that are great? What are the ones that don't work as well? Where do, you know so it, it's, it's, it's all of those things and it's in, in, in more. And I'm really looking forward to watching it unfold. You know Maybe it's a place also where we can kind of go and just bounce ideas off of each other with specific cases and, and find what's best for each individual and student. You know, and in, in build for them too. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. And there's yeah. a there's an SLP sig. There's a speech yeah. and language pathologist sig. And this seems like the next logical step, mm. right? There's mm-hmm. one for tech directors. There's one for integrators. Uh, this seems like the next logical step. Well, I, I'm
1: I'm hoping it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, definitely.
0: The uh, and, and you're gonna meet. Mo- monthly It'll
1: be bi-monthly by Google Meet. Our first meeting is January 11th. We have uh, a pretty awesome cross-section of educators that have already signed up from speech-language pathologists to regular classroom teachers, special education people, you know, people like us you know, that are sort of boots on the ground with technology, and, and you know, um, others um, you know, working with kids with, with pretty significant disabilities mm-hmm. mobility and mobility and things like that that have signed on too, which I really didn't expect, and here they are. You know, so it'll be uh, yeah, it'll, real, be, it'll be great. It's, a real yeah, diversity yeah, of characters. I think it will be, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. And that's what I was hoping for was just everyone. You know, because these are our kids, and, and we're thinking of inclusion, right? And in in the the microcosm of the classroom, they're in there, and in the macrocosm, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah. Here we are, or I just made one up. Cool. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, when we pull the lens out, you know we can do some great good by all of these different sort of points of view coming in with that one common idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and ultimately as educators, we're here to help kids,
1: right? Ultimately kids first, right? Right. Always. And everything we do is kids first.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and these are tools that the EAT tools that I've seen are things that help educators too.
1: Oh, hundred percent.
0: Right. Like you sit down to write something you've got read and write or grammarly or, you know, name the tool open to assist you. Um, why not? It, it doesn't stop with our kids, and I think that it's okay. I, w- I was just talking about
1: this with a teacher earlier. It's okay to give yourself some grace and learn how you learn best too, because right. that's how the kids are going to get it as well. Right. You know. So when we think about you know communication and disability and, and things like that, when someone's not meeting that grade level expectation, maybe it's maybe they're not meeting it in the way that you recognize. So in that case, we can take those tools and do it in a way that everyone can sort of express what, what they're they're hoping to glean from it mm-hmm. hit that standard that isn't necessarily how you might do it, but how they can still do it. And, and there's an education that has to go along with that, too. Right. Right. Like, we have to sort of um, be open. Another paradigm shift, right? We have to be open to the idea that they're going to express their understanding of curricula in a way that might be different than we do, but it's still nailing it.
0: Yeah. And accessing the curriculum in the least restrictive environment. In the le- yes. Right. <laughs> All the yes. In the least restrictive yep. environment. Um, you know, we had a student, We, were, you, you and I were chatting in my mm. office before, and we had a student come in and say, hey, we used to be able to use this extension to do bibli- yeah. bibliographies. It's not there now. And yeah. it's not there now. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you, you know, the grumpy old man in me who's 42 and, and, you know, just being a little salty about the entire thing is thinking, <laughs> you know, I had to fail a paper in high school because I didn't do the bibliography correctly. The paper was great, but the bibliography was terrible. Yeah. You should have to Rack go through in the, my Jay. right? We, yeah, exactly. You should yeah. have to go through that too. Like, no, why are we doing this?
1: We have a tool to fix you it. You shall suffer like your ancestors. Yeah, yeah. we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. No, it, it's no, it's.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't have fire when I was a kid. <laughs> we didn't. We weren't able to have hot meals. Yeah, like. I, you know, it, part of me stops and I'm like, I'm like, no, you should be able to do this without Easy Bib. And then yeah, the other part of me is like, Not that that is a ridiculous statement. You should slap yourself in the mouth.
1: And would you have used Easy Bib back in the day? hundred and ten percent. Totally. Do you know how like the the rejoice I had in my like life when suddenly GPS for my car was a thing? I get lost pulling out of my driveway. Like, all right, you know, hyperbole. But for real, like, yeah, it, I, I have the worst sense of direction. So getting any, and suddenly now it's in my phone. I can keep it in my pocket and right. ask Siri how to. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. We should I use, could these use tools. maps like our ancestors did.
0: But yeah, or you know. the stars like our ancestors, <laughs> right? <laughs> to navigate by the sun. Sure. Take a
1: left at the large oak tree and continue on for. Yeah, no.
0: Moving along with this nebula. Anyhow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but so so as far as the the AT Sig goes, it's it's really exciting um, to see an assistive technology special interest group, and I think it's the first. Um, new sig in a while i don't know that that there's been anything new that's been created lately so i think the the membership of MasQ is really excited about it and i know that the general teaching public at large will be too
1: i could be happier about the whole thing yeah. and and i'm, I'm you know it, it's kind of funny because i don't know maybe it's like an imposter syndrome thing kind of kicking in but all of these people that have signed up are my mass heroes like, mm. like names i read you know, their blogs for, or, or, you know, watch presentations at Matt. And then like little me, you know, who <laughs> works in this like postage stamp size town is you know, somewhere in the East coast. Suddenly you're like joining our group. It, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's cool. It, it is. It, it really is. is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank right? you like all of these you. opportunities. Yeah, right, thank you for all of right, this. Yeah. Right. right. I think, uh, I think we can do some good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then on the other side of our yeah. job, of our job, the things that we do, um, so many of them revolve around Google, right? Right. Like that we we have the you know the Google Google workspace. I have such a hard time attaching words to the word Google. I can say Google. It doesn't then, quite
1: roll off the tongue. Yeah. It kind of tumbles. Yeah. Like I think I need splats. the I
0: need an SLP to help me work through this. <laughs> the uh, Google tips that we have, you know, we use workspace here in Pembroke and as do ninety percent mm. of the school districts in Massachusetts and across the, the country. Uh, we, we we have some favorite tips right yes we do so you have we tips do. you have things that you love about this product that are things you use on a daily basis right like I've got some we, we kind of came up with a with our own little lists here of things that we love um, to, to to use for productivity or some of our lists are littler than others mine is on a eight-and-a-half-by-eleven sheet of copy paper. I see yours is written on a... I have a is that scrap a, of paper that, is that a I cocktail tore. a cocktail napkin? It's a piece
1: of napkin that I grabbed <laughs> on the way up. <laughs> is that a cocktail napkin? That's, this is great. I wrote it with a Q-tip dipped in ink. Yeah. <laughs> this is being recorded in a school, not a bar, I swear to God.
0: Um, so some of our Google tips, our favorites, um, I'll, I'll, as the guest, I will, I will allow Aww, you to, to lead off.
1: Um, I think Google Captions is awesome. Um, you can... Uh, set up your your Google Meet or your slideshows in such a way that there are closed captions that come up in real time, and mm. that helps everybody, right? So if you're a little kid, um, you are developing your phonemic awareness and in, in making associations to graphemes, those letter shapes, to sounds that people are making as they're speaking. Um, and of course, you know,
0: inclusion. I'm stepping back on that. It's right. going to help
1: everyone in the class. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: So you're giving you're delivering your lecture up in the front of the room. You've got Google Slides open. And, and you turn on the captions and the
1: captions are there across the screen as you're
0: speaking coming out in real time yeah incredible yeah it's awesome um uh this is a super simple one but using the google tool of your choice uh and then just typing dot new after it to cool. create a brand new one um you go to your web browser and you type in doc new and you got a brand new google doc right there instead of going to docs.google.com and clicking on new and then choosing the form you want, it just creates a Google Doc like that. Same with slides.new, forms.new, sheets.new. That's my go-to. Anytime I need to create something, um, that's where I start. Um, Again, kind of old school, voice typing Mm. is a game changer
1: in terms of inclusion, of course, but also even as educators, I would you know, dictate report card comments as I was driving into work because I kind of obsess about them, you know, back in my classroom teaching days. But, yeah, voice typing through Google Chrome or, or even, uh, you know, on, on your phone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and the read and write extension. Exactly. Right? Yep, yeah. Read and
1: write's a, a brilliant one, too. Yeah.
0: Um, I love the, uh, the translate feature in Google Translate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before it was like you could type in a phrase, you could type in a term, and it would give you the translation in any, you know list of a number of languages that were available, Um, but recently, as recently as this morning, I had a staff member ask me if there was a way to translate PDFs from English to Portuguese for an ELL student, and um, so I checked, and sure enough, Google Translate has a PDF or file feature. You can upload a file, it will translate the file for you, um, and spit it out into the language of your choice, so that was a new one for me.
1: That's going to work both ways, Mm -hmm. right? So for for English language learners, but also people learning a different you know that that could work in a in a language lab just as easily too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, some extensions, right? So Helperbird oh. is another great one. Um, that's an extension we can get for Chrome. And looking at students with dyslexia, and and there's a push, of course, by the Department of Education to you know make greater accommodations for students with dyslexia. But this will change font, uh, color contrast. Mm-hmm. It'll do speech to text, text to speech, things like that.
0: Yeah, and playing off that the Open Dyslexic font. Um, right, that's right, out right, there right. that you can download, yeah. right? Um, which, you know, puts different weights on the, the letters themselves. Did you have that? I'm sorry. If I... I,
1: it's sort of included in all of that, yeah. But it, 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 you know, the different weights, but it also takes off those little, I think they're called tags, right? Like if you think of, you know, I'm, I'm gesturing with my hands on a podcast. Yep. <laughs> but it's like, perfect for li- the yeah. audience. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. Um, so those little taggy things on the bottom of typed text, right? Like those the are bottom called, of one.
0: Those are called serifs.
1: Today I learned yeah. that the little taggy things are called serifs.
0: Yeah, that's like if you see a font and you're looking at it's sans serif, would be like yeah. without the, or with the. Well, here we are. Look at that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I done learned so something. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it uh,
1: modifies the serif. Yes. In such a way it takes them off because they're hard to interpret right, yeah. for some people. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Why does the L with the serif look like the flag from Mario?
1: Oh, good call. Right? I don't know. You're right.
0: Can you jump over the flag in Super Mario 1? I can
1: nail it at the top.
0: Right. And Yeah, there was always that one kid in the neighborhood who swears that he jumped over the flag when no one was around.
1: Oh, and, and totally unrelated to MassCube podcasts at all, I learned recently for Super Mario Brothers, when you get to that level and, you, and you, you croak, right, there's a way to hit the A and the B button on the control pad so that it starts off on that same level instead of starting at the beginning. What? Right? Tell me that. Tell Mike Tinker that in 1988, please. How many
0: decades of my Game life have changer. been lost?
1: Jeez. <laughs> Starting from the beginning like a chump. Oh, man. All this time. The yeah.
0: princess is in another castle. <laughs> um, I like uh, timelines in Google Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> hard transition. Yep. Segway, Segway Sam comes up with the hard stretching. transition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, timelines in Google Sheets, you can create. You know, the timeline lesson plan in Google Sheets. There's some templates out there now. That's beautiful. Um, I love templates in general, right? Like when you go to sheets.google.com, you see at the top there's templates. Um, I know we have some district templates that we've made, usually for like letterhead and things like that, and present you know district wide presentations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there are other ones up there. There's grade book templates in Sheets. There's any number of types of things: scorebooks, um, you know, scoreboards for games, anything like that. I, I love those templates that are there.
1: Uh, and now that you mentioned, this is not on my list, but yeah, those templates in um, in Google Docs, if you haven't just browsed those, there's tons of really cool stuff in there too that yeah. you didn't realize you needed until you saw it.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, right. That's good stuff. Yeah, there's some real basic graphic design stuff sure. to make posters. Sure. Like if you're doing, having a yard sale or something like that, that mm-hmm. stuff's all there. Uh, read, write. Yeah, extension, I love it. Um, in particular,
1: there's that. Um, I, I, I spoke to it a little bit earlier, but that highlighter tool that mm-hmm. generates, uh, you know, individual word lists mm-hmm. is is a, a a huge help to well to me. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, our
0: students too. Yeah, and the picture dictionary. And, I love oh, it. the picture dictionary. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was yep. a game changer for us. We, we were able to, you know, we had a program that we used Boardmaker that wasn't, you know. It was clunky. It's hard mm. to use. It's mm-hmm. not easy. It's expensive, and you have to download the new version of it all the time. And Read and Write was doing the same thing for us. Which yeah, was cool. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, I like uh, version history by cell in Google Sheets. You can click on a, a cell and see the version history of that individual cell, like you could with, say, version history of Google Doc. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, nice nice um who's
1: interactive pl- who's playing with my formulas that's yeah, <laughs> Tinker! yeah get out of my formulas get out of my spreadsheet <laughs> um interactive checklists on google docs is oh. another good one you yeah. can sort of make a a list and highlight it and then uh in the toolbar you can make it that sort of um you know check off box great for science mm. um just off the top of my head right or, or even executive functioning yeah. right um Making out a list of tasks and, and and clicking them off with the students. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they've added
0: a bunch of the Google Keep stuff. Yes, of, yeah, yeah. Right there, right there in docs itself. Exactly. It's awesome. Uh, moving over for me for Gmail, uh, schedule send. Hmm. I can write an email and and uh, hit that little arrow at the bu- next to the send button and, and schedule a time when I want the email to go out. Um, you know, maybe it's I want something to come out after hours, maybe I want something to come out before school so everyone gets it at the same time. You know, we do our newsletter once hmm. a week um we schedule send those uh you know when you can you can write it say on a sunday and be completely done with it and set the schedule send to go off on a tuesday and be ready and done right never have to think about it perfect
1: perfect um i lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) well it's always in the last place yeah you you know it's all good um oh you told me earlier about Uh, the snooze button yeah for for emails too what's that about
0: yeah the gmail snooze button if you if you right click on an unread email you can have it come back to you at a later date and time uh when you're ready to deal with whatever the email is uh there was an extension originally or an add-on in in labs it was called boomerang Mm. it did the same thing um and you could you know this was like five six years ago you could boomerang an email back to yourself so you'd throw it and it would come back um but uh, they bought that out, I guess, and now it's uh, just called Snooze. So I do love that. You just have to make sure that you you have it as an unread email when you snooze it. Otherwise, it comes back to you in your inbox as, unread, as a read email, and that's no good for anybody. Hmm. Uh, my last one, and I
1: know this is old tech, but people are still not – why are people – Manually hand correcting multiple choice questions yeah. in the 21st century. Yeah, you can use a Google form and have it self correct. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And it, it's a little bit of work on the front end, but it's going to make life so much easier as you right. go forward. Right, just do it.
0: Yep, it's yep. okay. Yep, and and if you've got managed, yeah, if you've got managed yep. Chromebooks, yep. You can lock the form, and manage Chromebooks, so they can't leave the, the form. It used to be able to, you could jump out of the form and do some research and find the answer. Sure. yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, if you yep. were exactly. a near-to-well. Yeah,
1: near um, kiosk mode. Right. Among other things. Yep. You can shuffle the order of the questions that are delivered. Yeah. 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 Just take some time and do it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. You'll thank yourself later. Yes.
0: And and in that same vein of thanking yourself later, organizing your Google Drive, right? OMG. Yes. some Some folders, right? Yep. Just some simple stuff, right? Color coding. Do it by year. Yep. You can type in emojis. You can have emojis in your in your drive if you want. You know, like all the hearts or period three. Or you, know, you can decide however you want to do it. But having it organized, just having a massive files in there, is only going to cause you consternation later on when you're looking for something. How many untitled documents oh. are in there? Yeah, right. I'm am guilty of that.
1: You, oh, samesies. Yeah, yeah horribly guilty. Yeah, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah. We'll get through so, it together. Yeah, we will do it together. It's a support group so, for that. It's <laughs> so our next special interest group. Yeah, yeah. Google Drive Organizational Special Interest. so for people laugh too, at that. Yeah, for people who are too busy, <laughs> right?
0: Oh, man. That was a very quick almost half an hour. Are you serious? Yeah. It, it really was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, as always. Good stuff. Thanks. Uh, Always appreciate talking shop with you. Um, I
1: love talking with you too. Yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for all of this. Again, like, thank you, MassQ, and thank you to all the people that signed up. And Mm. it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, And you know, we've got things like the Spring Leadership Conference coming up in March. Um, So there's uh, proposals are available, Uh, RFPs are available now. You can fill out an RFP maybe to present at that uh, due date. I think on that is um, mid to late January. Um, so get on that. We can see some cool presentations there. All right. Brilliant. Mike, thank you.
1: Mr. Hall, thank you. Can
0: we get our first live high five? Woo-hoo. Nice. It was hey, an excellent high that five. that was a real high five. Yeah. yeah a nice real one. in-person high five. All right. Thanks, MassQ. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Get-A-Q podcast by MassQ. Here to educate, connect, and inspire.